It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. It's September 2019. That means that by the end of the month, we'll see hockey players on the ice. It's almost time for a training camp as the Fuel will take the ice September 30th. That's a Monday after players report and go through their physicals and everything else and come together as a team on September 28th. Head coach Doug Christensen continuing to build the roster, and we'll also see a number of players come from the Rockford Ice Hogs and Chicago Blackhawks organization as well, but a really solid group of players signed to ECHL contracts so far, and that all builds toward the October 4th preseason home game, the first time we'll get a chance to see the fuel on home ice against the Cincinnati Cyclones, and of course everything building toward the opener October 11th in Wichita, and home opening weekend October 25th and 26th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Head to IndyFuelHockey.com and get your tickets now or call the Fuel Ticket Office at 317-925-FUEL to find out everything you need to know about getting your tickets for upcoming Indy Fuel games and getting your season tickets reserved now. But hockey season is just around the corner as we bring this to you. The Fuel Brass head coach Dick Christensen are headed up to Traverse City to join the Chicago Blackhawks prospects in a tournament with several other NHL clubs and their prospects. The rookie challenge this weekend in Traverse City. A couple of players of note for Fuel fans. Obviously, uh, the three first-round draft picks, including Kirby Dock, going to be on the ice for the Blackhawks. But Chase Marchand, goaltender, finished the season for the Fuel last year and got his first career victory in the season finale against the Wheeling Nailers. And Jack Ramsey, who also came to the Fuel from the University of Minnesota, finished the year, scored his first professional goal. They will be representing the Blackhawks and participating in that tournament. One thing that is of note is Jack Ramsey, who signed an AHL deal with the Rockford Icehawks, as did Chase Marshawn in the offseason. Ramsey is listed as a defenseman. He played forward for the Fuel in his brief stint with Indy last year. Marshawn is one of those guys, development camp invite who has really played well the Blackhawks really liked his play at St. Francis Xavier University brought him into Indy on an ECHL contract last spring and then assigned him to an American Hockey League deal this offseason another guy that has kind of followed that path of coming to development camp really standing out and looking good is Colin Delia He is our guest on this edition of Under the Hood. We'll be chatting with Colin a little bit later on. He is the first Fuel player to graduate through the organization and play for the Chicago Blackhawks and the second Fuel player to matriculate to the National Hockey League, joining Justin Hall, who has played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Full training camp opens for the Blackhawks next week, and they'll begin preseason play on September 16th in Washington. A seven-game preseason schedule that will conclude in Berlin on September 29th, and then the Hawks will open the regular season in Prague against the Philadelphia Flyers on October 4th, which, of course, the same day the Fuel will begin their preseason action against the Cincinnati Cyclones at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Head coach Doug Christensen has been continuing to add to the roster. A couple of new players have joined the roster since we last spoke. One of them, Dante Salaturo. ECHL All-Star, two-time 20-goal scorer. He had 22 goals for the Allen Americans last season and 
He will be coming to the fuel, as will Michael Doherty, another 20-goal scorer, had 20 goals for the Manchester Monarchs in 2017-18, his rookie year. Michael is a graduate of Yale University. He had five goals and 22 assists last year in 48 games for Manchester. He also had a stint in the American Hockey League a year ago. So this roster coming together, the one thing I like, if you look at the forward group, you've got a mix of rookies in Carl Elmir, a very talented rookie from UConn, Jack Jenkins from Notre Dame, Brennan Warren from Michigan, as well as a guy who's won a Kelly Cup and Darian Plouffe, a veteran in Matt Rupert. And with Matt Rupert, Michael Doherty, Dante Salatoro, and Spencer Watson, all four of those guys have tallied 20 goal seasons in the ECHL. Then you add in a guy like a Joe Sullivan, who has played very well under the tutelage of head coach Doug Christensen. He was a guest we had earlier on the podcast this summer. And you've got the makings of a really solid forward group. Then on D, Alex Brooks is re-signed. Alex was an ECHL All-Star last season and had an outstanding year for the Fuel. And right now he joins Tim Shoup, another guy who had a solid year in Manchester last year. Sam Tebow, who solid defensive defenseman for the Fuel. Craig Wismierski and... Keone Tekshira, who led the ECHL in power play points and assists by a defenseman than Charles Williams in goal. So a solid roster so far, and we'll still see some pieces coming together as the month moves on and we get closer and closer to training camp. Really exciting time. One other piece of news in the hockey world is that the United States Hockey Hall of Fame, which is located in Minnesota, has announced its 2019 class. Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, who has overseen the league's expansion to eventually 32 teams, as the team in Seattle will be joining next year. Tim Thomas, the second American to win the Conn Smythe Trophy, led the Boston Bruins to the Stanley Cup in 2011. Brian Gianta, Stanley Cup champion in 2003 with the Devils, and a two-time Olympian for the United States, as well as Chrissy Wendell, former captain of the U.S. women's national team, and Neil Henderson, who helped build youth hockey in the Washington, D.C. area, and in 1978 started what is currently the oldest minority hockey program in the D.C. area as well. This week's guest on Under the Hood is Chicago Blackhawks goaltender Colin Delia. Colin began his professional hockey career with the Indy Fuel in the fall of 2017, quickly worked his way up to the Rockford Icehogs, and eventually that season suited up for the Chicago Blackhawks and won his NHL debut. Colin spent much of last season as well with the Blackhawks, also had some time with Rockford Icehogs, and he is our guest on this edition of Under the Hood. We're on the eve of training camp, Colin. What's the offseason been like for you, and what is this next month leading up to the start of the regular season uh, going to look like as you get ready for uh, another hockey season? Yeah, obviously uh, a lot of detailed work on a few of my uh, deficiencies uh, that I have not- um, identified uh, during the off season. Um, you know, a lot of uh, you know footwork, foot speed, you know, tracking, reading situations, um, you know, things of that nature. But uh, me, it's uh, really ready to get going, and. Um, just really excited. I think we have a great group. I think we have the, the guys in the locker room uh, that can do it, get it done. 
night in and night out. So it's going to be an exciting adventure this year. And last year in Chicago, you really had a good push at the end of the season uh, that put you on the brink of a playoff spot. How much can that momentum help lead you into this season? Yeah, well, I think I can draw, you know, on that experience, you know, of that, uh, you know, those situations, you know, and I can apply that, you know, to uh, future situations and use that resolve that I, you know, acquired during that time and, you know, be a leader, you know, on the team and, you know, really help um, when it comes down to those times during the year. Um, You know, when the dog days really start to hit, we can ratchet down and we can, you know, continue to progress, move forward, and put ourselves in a good spot come playoff time. Uh, You're the first person to have played here in Indy that has graduated up to the parent club in Chicago. What does it mean to you to be be that first guy to really work your way up through all the levels of the organization and represent the Indy Fuel in Chicago with the Blackhawks? I actually had no idea until you just said that. So, I mean, uh, it's pretty neat, actually, pretty special. I mean, you know, there's uh, some fond memories, you know, of uh, my time at Indy. Um, it was, you know, where I really learned, you know, how to be professional. You know, it started there uh, with the habits that I had day in and day out. Um, you know, and it was fun to battle with those guys. Uh, and it's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of pride, a lot of honor, you know, to come up from the ranks and, you know, play in each three leagues. You know, I think I had a lot of, a lot of respect, you know, for the process at that point and, a lot more respect for myself, uh, respect for myself as a result. The Indies where you really started your professional career. You weren't here very long as you got the call up to Rockford, uh, not long after you uh, started the season here, but it's where you got your first career professional victory. What are some of your fondest yeah. memories about being, uh, uh, in Indy for that month or so you were here? Yeah. I, well, I think, you know, the, the best part you know, is getting to interact with the guys and being a part of a group and part of a team. You know, I was pretty fortunate that year I got to be a part of three teams. So uh, that doesn't happen, you know, all too often. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that, and, you know, all the personalities. And it, it really helps you distinguish, you know, how, you know, what kind of player you want to be. You know, you see everybody else who has made it uh, to be a professional hockey player and, you know, you really understand, you know, what it takes to, you know, continue and, you know, play for multiple years. I mean, there's a couple of veteran guys, you know, along the way that I really leaned on. And, you know, I tried to learn as much as I could from them. And you climbed that ladder, as you mentioned, uh, played at all three levels in the same year. From the goaltender's perspective, how much different is the game from each level uh, going from the ECHL mm-hmm. to the American Hockey League and then going up from the American Hockey League to the NHL? Yeah, that's a great question. I think generally you would hear a pretty common, you know, attribution of being cleaner, you know, as you go up in higher levels, you know, not as many breakdowns or odd man rushes and situations of that nature. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of commonality as well. Um, you know, the styles, styles of play are obviously different, but, you know, you know, it doesn't really change, you know, what your main goal is night in or night out, especially as a goaltender, you're trying to stop the puck and, you know, give your team a chance to win. Uh, so I was able to, you know, use that parallel throughout all three leagues. Um, but I think as you, as you go up, obviously guys are skilled and they have, you know, there's less time, you know, to make plays and they make really crisp, clean plays. And I think overall, 
you know, it's it's a game of mistakes. You know, the higher you go, uh, it's which team is going to make the most mistakes that night. You're, as we mentioned, entering your third professional season. You played three years at Merrimack College. What was the process like in having the year you had, especially your junior year at Merrimack, and then uh, deciding to sign the contract with Chicago and turn pro? Yeah, I have very fond memories of my time at Merrimack. I think truly that's where I, I became a much better, you know, athlete and a much better person. Um, I think any chance young men or women have to go play college athletics it can only benefit them in the long run. You know, you tend to be very good leaders and you know have uh, good time management skills and character. And those are definitely things that I um, were, were able to learn and uh, improve upon uh, during my time at Merrimack. And it, w- it was a hard decision, you know, leaving Merrimack, but it was a decision I needed to make, you know, to further my hockey career. And, um, you know, I, I really had no regrets about it, you know, doing it in the moment. And even to this day, I think it was uh, instrumental, you know, to get me where I am today. And, you know, I really enjoyed the senior classmates that I had, but, you know, I had to be, <clears throat> you know, a little bit uh, selfish and, you know, take the chance when I had it because those opportunities don't come around that often. And, you know, I've dreamed about being a professional hockey player my whole life and it was really the ideal situation and um, I'm glad it worked out. Hockey East goaltender of the year, your last year of college. What did that mean to you, especially with the quality of hockey that is played in that conference? Yeah, I, I think the personal recognition, it's always a nice tip of the cap. And I didn't have a good year, quote unquote, um, my sophomore year. So, and I, I was injured a uh, portion of my junior year in the beginning. So, it was nice to, you know, respond in that way. And I think that's what I really learned from that experience was, you know, you can fail however many times, but it's, it's really how you respond. Um, and that's, that's how you're going to be judged. So, um, that, that was a good learning experience for me. And yeah, like you said, that conference in particular is, you know, very good. And there's a lot of skilled uh, players that come out of there that go on to be, you know, very good professional hockey players, a lot of them uh, who are in the NHL. Goaltending is always a position that's perceived to have a really long learning curve, and you've made the jump very quickly from college hockey through the minor pro ranks to the National Hockey League. How have you seen that improvement, especially from year one to year two, and now from your second year to hopefully your third Yeah, I, I think for me it's really about refinement. Uh, almost in a way, a less, a less is more approach. You know, you don't necessarily get more results with doing more. You get more results as you, you know, you become, as you play in the NHL and the American League and ECHL by, you know, being a smarter, uh, hockey player, smarter athlete, um, you know, taking care of your body, um, on and off the ice. You know, it, it's really those things that will propel you forward. So, I mean, that's really what I, I take away from that whole experience. Coaches like Peter Aubrey, the Blackhawks developmental goaltending coach, and Jimmy Waite, how much do you learn from them day in and day out? How much have they helped you in your career? Oh, I mean, they're 
their experience and their approach has, has been instrumental in getting me to where I am. And, you know, I, I hope to, you know, work with them to become an even better goaltender. You know, there's so much that they expose me to, um, whether it be, you know, one-on-one teaching on ice or, you know, doing video sessions, um, you know, off ice. Uh, they're so great. Uh, as coaches because they're so aware of what's going on in the game and more specifically what's going on uh, with my game, you know, as I interact with, you know, the certain uh, situations and scenarios within the game, um, mainly keeping me aware of tendencies and uh, of myself as well as the other team. And, and that and that's really all you can ask um, from a goalie coach. And, you know, they're, they're also, you know, concerned and, um, putting energy into, you know, the human interaction of, of it all. Uh, and that's pretty special, uh, especially with coaches. It's not something that you always get all the time. So um, when you have those experiences and such high quality men, uh, such as themselves, uh, you, you really try to garner all that. In Chicago, you've had the opportunity to play with a couple of veteran goaltenders who have Stanley Cup rings and Cam Ward and uh, Corey Crawford. How much do you lean on those guys and for advice or just to watch what they do to help bring you along as you grow as a professional? I mean, you know, you, you do, every day you are asking them questions. You know, you're in there here and you're probably bugging them a little bit, but, you know, it, it's only in efforts to learn, you know, and I think they see that and they appreciate that. Um, you know, both, you know, high quality individuals, you know, um, great goalies and, you know, really good friends and mentors to me. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about those guys. And, you know, I mean, Cam, you know, he, he won the Stanley cup, you know, his rookie year. And I mean, just, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a little older than him now, but, you know, just to imagine myself, you know, three, four years younger winning the Stanley cup and, you know, to see the, the career that he's had, like and how he's, how he's acted, you know, along the way is just nothing but class and pure professionalism. And he's a great goaltender. And there's a lot of uh, good, good habits that I picked up from him. And same as, as Crow, you know, Crow's won multiple Stanley cups and, you know, his, his compete and his athleticism is, you know, second to none. And, you know, he's probably one of the most underrated goalies in the league and doesn't get the credit he deserves. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool that uh, we get to be in the same locker room together and, you know, quote unquote equals, you know, asking each other questions and talking about certain techniques. So uh, really thankful for those two guys. What was it like to get the call to the National Hockey League a little over a year ago and get the opportunity to suit up for the Blackhawks and make your debut? I mean, it's something you always envision as a kid. I mean, you know, my process most nights was wondering what it would be like, you know, to step foot on the ice and play in the National Hockey League. So, I mean, I'm very, very thankful to have had that opportunity, you know, in such a special night with um, all, all of my teammates there. And um, obviously it was kind of a hectic night, but um, we, we were happy to get the win in the end. And my family, my step mom and my dad were there you know just as happenstance really so it it was pretty special frustrating to have to leave that game with an injury and then essentially 
you become a part of one of the really neat stories in pro hockey of recent years as the as Scott Foster comes in and relieves you and ends up uh, nailing down the win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's never something you want to do, you know, is to, to leave a game. But um, in that moment, I, I knew just out of respect uh, for my teammates that, you know, I, I couldn't get the rest of the job done that night. Um, you know, and it, it was great. What, a, what an amazing story, you know, that Scott was able to come in and, you know, seal the deal and he played extremely well. Um, and it was fun to watch. And he and I have actually remained good friends, you know, through, through all this. And um, we see each other a couple times a year. You grew up in California. What was it like to grow up in a, what we would consider a non-traditional hockey area as a hockey player? And uh, what was your development like as you worked your way through the ranks playing hockey in California? Yeah, I mean, people always find it funny, I guess, that I, I'm from California. But, you know, hockey players, you know, come from everywhere and everybody's from somewhere. Uh, so, you know, there's always there's always opportunity uh, to be had. Uh, just a matter of uh, taking advantage and seizing it, and making the most of it. And I was extremely fortunate that my parents, you know, were were huge champions of mine. Um, you know, driving me, you know, multiple hours a day to and from practice, like it was pretty inconceivable to me as I as I grow up now and realize, you know, how how challenging that is. Um, so I mean. They provided me with so many resources that, you know, I I don't know where I would be, you know, without those opportunities and goalie coaches, private lessons. You know, I, I necessarily wasn't um, the most highly touted individual, you know, coming out of California or goaltender coming out of California. But, you know, I was really committed to getting better in the process. I, I really enjoyed, you know, coming to the rink every day, battling with my teammates and trying to get myself better as well as them in the process. So uh, I never was discouraged, you know, along, along the way, you know, it was just, uh, just kind of another, another addition, you know, to my motivation to, you know, perhaps, you know, maybe prove some people wrong and, um, you know, make it as far as I can. I, I never necessarily wanted to be, you know, the best goalie, I just wanted to fulfill my potential, you know, as a goaltender and, you know, take it as far as I could and play for as long as I can. You grew up and played your youth hockey at a time right after Wayne Gretzky had left the Kings, but what was the impact that he had on, and the Kings in the 90s had on really developing hockey in Southern California that, uh, that helped yeah. the game grow that you grew up in? Well, I mean, I can tell you firsthand, uh, the first place I learned to skate, I, I played roller hockey for probably about eight years and from four until the age of 12. And the first rink I learned to skate at was, uh, it's called the Wayne Gretzky center in Upland, California. So, I mean, that's, that's the impact of, you know, Wayne Gretzky and, you know, how much of an ambassador, you know, he was, you know, especially, you know, for young kids out of California. Uh, I mean, I, I can remember the first time walking into that rink and everything seemed so bright and grand and, you know, all the smells and the sights. And I knew in some way in my limited, 
you know, cognitive ability. As a four-year-old, I, I knew I wanted to be a part of the game. You know, I didn't know if I was going to be a player, a coach, a equipment manager, a trainer, you know, but I, I knew in some way, shape or form that I was going to be uh, involved in the game. I mean, because I, I just loved it for the moment, you know, that I stepped in there and it was all I ever thought about, all I ever dreamed about moving forward. You leave home in 2012 and go to play for Amarillo in the North American Hockey League and junior hockey, win a championship your first year. What is it like yeah. to win a title and to backstop a team to a championship? Yeah, it, it's pretty special. I mean, I, I was on, uh, I was in a backup role that year, so it was a little different. Um, but I mean, you know, all the, all the same, you know, to be a part of, you know, winning team, you know, not many people get to experience that in their life. And, you know, just the trials and tribulations that you go through during a season, you know, to see it all pay off like that, you know, the, the ultimate, you know, I don't want to say the ultimate sacrifice because that plays something a little different, but, you know, these guys are, are sacrificing their body, you know, night in and night out, you know, to win games and, you know, to earn scholarships and, you know, it was a really special experience. You know, I have very fond memories, still talk to a lot of those guys, have a good relationship with a lot of them and my, my coaches during that time and um, just the pure exultation, you know, watching those final seconds tick off the clock and, you know, you, you kind of have this question within yourself, you know, like, is this actually real, you know, and it's almost like some force is, is taking over your body and, you know, you jump on the ice, and you're grabbing whoever you can get your hands on, whoever's the closest to you, just hugging your teammates. And it was it was a really special experience. And, you know, I, I really, you know, hope, you know, to experience that again. That's something that we all we all chase as hockey players uh, and, and athletes in general. You know, you, you want to win the ultimate prize. And, you know, there's truly nothing better. What was the point in your career you realized you could be a professional hockey player and uh, you could see that opportunity uh, unfolding in front of you and beyond that become a National Hockey League goaltender? Well, I think that realization um, really popped into my mind uh, during uh, the training, my second training camp with the Chicago Blackhawks. I had, you know, I guess I had a, a pretty, pretty good showing, you know, enough to, um, warrant uh, a contract uh, offer from you know Stan Bowman the general manager and I remember I was I was walking out um, had my gear and sticks in my hands and I was walking down the stairway the practice rink in Chicago about to go grab a, grab a bite to eat before I went to the airport and um, I think he said something to the effect of uh, we want to sign you you know keep your phone on uh, this weekend. So, I mean, that's really when it all kind of hit me, you know, and even at that point, I think I probably blacked out, you know, kind of wasn't really thinking, but um, that's really when it started to become real. And then those next couple of weeks, you know, deciding to leave school to go play pro hockey. And I really think it was the right decision for me. And you know, I'm very uh, thankful for the opportunity. This past year, you had the opportunity to be a part of the Winter Classic uh, in front of 76,000 fans at Notre Dame. Even though Cam Ward played uh, in that game, what was that experience like 
of uh, being yeah. a part of a big spectacle like that and playing outdoors. Indescribable, really. I mean, I can't fathom how a lot of these football players, you know, pro and college, uh, you know, experience that, you know, so, so often. And it truly is something that, you know, you may never get to be a part of, you know, as, as a professional hockey player. You know, so I was, I was really enjoying, you know, the moment for everything it was, all, all the nuance that shrouded, you know, the game and everything, you know, from, you know, the walk from uh, the library in Notre Dame into the stadium with teammates, you know, to the warm ups to, you know, the jets flying overhead, everything. You, you just really try and soak it all in. Um, obviously, I was still ready to play and jump in that game if need be, but, you know, you really get to take it in from a pretty good seat, you know, being right on the ice there and experiencing the energy transitioning in the game and the ebb and flow and, just looking around and you know, seeing 76 some odd thousand people and you know it's just amazing you know, just hearing the roar of the crowd you know and the crowd battling back and forth let's go Blackhawks and let's go Bruins it's it's an extremely special moment something that you know I'll one day be able to you know tell my friends and family about you know just look look back and have very fond memories of that time as a goaltender taking warm-ups that day, the depth perception, did that change anything just because the stands oh. are so far away from the ring? Yeah, I, th- I think a little bit. You know, in all honesty, I'm not sure that I stopped many pucks in that warm-up because I think I was a little distracted, um, you know, by by everything going on. So, um yeah, I think the depth perception is is definitely different, you know, with the fans and everything. And I think you know, I'm glad to have had that experience now, you know, so I, I know what it's going to be like in the future if I get the chance to uh, play in a Winter Classic again. To have had the opportunity not just to play in the NHL, but for an original six franchise that has the history the Blackhawks have, how special is that to you? Uh, extremely special, you know, I think to be part of such a storied franchise is something people honestly dream about, you know, and I remember, you know, as a kid growing up, uh, the first team I had ever played for, you know, we were the Blackhawks and we had the Blackhawks jerseys. That's one of my first hockey pictures of is of me in a Blackhawks jersey. So uh, it's pretty unique, you know, to, you know, be able to say that you've been a part of an original six organization and, you know, you walk in the locker room, every day in the practice arena and, you know, you see, you know, the Stanley Cup teams memorialized on the wall and, you know, you, you see all the history and everybody that's, that's played for the organization and you really, it sinks in a little more and you really get more of an appreciation, you know, for the moment. Who are some of the players you looked up to as a kid and modeled your game after? I think probably the earliest, um, my earliest idol was Guy Bear, uh, J.S. Shagir, the Anaheim Ducks, and even uh, Jonas Hiller, Anaheim Ducks, and uh, Jonathan Quick of uh, LA Kings. You know, obviously being from California, those were the guys that you know I kind of got to get uh, firsthand knowledge of. You know, understand how they play, uh, and 
I think uh, Marty Brodeur, though, is by far my favorite goalie, I think, by the way he read the game and he understood, you know, what was going on. He, he really was a student, you know, and that, that's what made him great. You know, he studied, you know, the players, the teams. He knew what everybody was going to do before they even did it. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons that he was he was so good and had so much success. So, um, you know, I took bits and pieces from, you know, each of those guys' games and really, honestly, any any goalie, that I watch, you know, I, I observe their good habits and their tendencies and, you know, even their bad habits, things I didn't want to emulate, you know, and I think we, as goalies, like we're sponges, you know, we have to be, we have to be so open to, you know, new ways of thought and new ways of training. Um, you know, cause we, we want to progress and we want to get better because the game is always evolving. Players are getting faster. So that really has to be our mindset. How did you become a goaltender? Um, I, if my memory serves me correct, uh, I was, this is roller hockey still. Um, I think I was like four or five years old and we had one set of goalie gear provided by our, our, uh, Adam. I think I was an Adam at the time. Our, our league had one set of gear per team or goalie gear more specifically. And we would switch off every week. There'd be like a goalie sign-up sheet. And I think how it went was I kept volunteering, you know, to be goalie. And eventually nobody else wanted to be goalie. So they were just like, oh, well, why don't you just be the goalie? Um, and I remember getting my first set of pads. You know, I just, it's 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 amazing feeling. I remember making my own pads, you know, like, you know, wishing I had my own set of pads and getting like some shoe boxes and cutting holes in them and you know, having my dad help me. And then I remember, I think it was for Christmas one year, I remember him. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know if it was he and my mom or just him, but getting me my first set of pads and just how happy I was. And, you know, those are really, really fun memories to look back on. What else would you like to share or say to the fans here in Indy as we prepare for another season? Uh, I just want to thank uh, the fans there for the opportunity, you know, and the ownership and the coaching staff. You know, I really appreciate, you know, um, them working with me and allowing me to develop. You know, I know it wasn't easy, some trials and tribulations. So uh, just thank you guys for all your support and, you know, keep going. And there's a pretty special, special uh, environment there, you know, in Indy and, uh, I really enjoy the city and the people, and uh, let's let's uh, hope you guys can get into the playoffs this year and uh, push for a championship. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, Colin Delia. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's our conversation with Chicago Blackhawks goaltender Colin Delia, the first Indy Fuel player, but certainly not the last, to matriculate from the Fuel and the Indiana Farmers Coliseum to play at the United Center for the Chicago Blackhawks. Really enjoyed the conversation with Colin, and we're glad to share that with you here on Under the Hood. Again, the Fuel's preseason opener at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum October 4th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. The regular season begins on the road October 11th in Wichita, the next night in Kansas City. The Fuel will play home opening weekend 
on October 25th and 26th at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Make sure you secure your seats for the 2019-20 season by going to IndyFuelHockey.com or by calling the Fuel office at 317-925-FUEL. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.